Christian and today I am looking at Genesis 3 verses 1 to 5. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you should not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the, tree, the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Um, I think the best way to really kind of spin a lie really well is to put just a little bit of an element of truth in it so that it rings true to the person. And I think that's what Satan did here with Eve. He gives her just enough of what seems like it might be true in order for her to to believe what has got to be the biggest deception of all time and I think the little ring of truth in here that says no you will be like God knowing good and evil I think that's actually true because I think that God actually asked her to stay away from that that tree and ask Adam to stay away from that tree because knowing good and evil was actually never his plan for us. I don't think he ever actually wanted us to know what evil was. We were always supposed to, you know, live with him. There was no need for anything. Adam and Eve lived in the garden. They had no lack. They had no drama. There was no shame, no guilt, no hurt. We weren't supposed to know what evil was. And I think that's where we have issues um, today in society is the fact that we are struggling and hurting and confused because we're trying to wrap our brains around things that we were never supposed to understand. And I think that's probably um, a really hard thing for Christians when they're trying to encourage their non-Christian friends because they're going, I don't understand, I don't understand, it doesn't make sense, I don't understand. And it's the truth of the matter is we weren't designed to understand. You weren't supposed to know lack or toil or pain. We weren't supposed to know what these things were. Everything we ever needed was in God in that garden. Adam knew nothing of having to stress. You know, it's that thing where I know when Noah was building the ark and everybody was probably looking at him crazy and nobody jumped in to help outside of the family because they thought he was ridiculous what he was saying. He was saying, I was going to build an ark because it's going to rain. And they were all looking at him like, what's rain? It's that same crazy face that Adam must have had when God rained down judgment for their for Adam and Eve's choices. When he looks at him and goes, you're going to toil and sweat for bread for the rest of your life. Adam had to be standing there looking at God going, what's sweat? He had never toiled for anything in his life. Every food, provision, protection, it was already there. God had given to him. The only thing he ever actually had to do was name the animals. And they were all made before he got there. The only thing that actually happened that he actually had to do after him was the creation of Eve. And he slept through that. There was literally nothing he had to do other than trust in God. Because everything was already provided for him. And so now that sin has come into the world, all of a sudden there's this confusion. Because we now know good and evil. We were only supposed to know good in God. And so you're looking at situations and you're like, somebody gets cancer and it's like, but she was never sick a day in her life. I don't understand. Or 
you know, your husband comes home and goes, I'm leaving you. And you're like, but our marriage was amazing. I don't understand. Our brains weren't designed to understand. There is good news, though. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 and 22. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. That is the best news that I could think of in the entire world. That is the gospel. The good news is no matter what you're looking at, no matter how it feels, no matter how confused you are, the answer is Christ. You're looking at sickness, the answer is Christ. You're looking at financial hardship, the answer is Christ. You're looking at a relationship breaking down, the answer is Christ. If you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you don't even like what you see, the answer is still Christ. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He'll be with us always. He will always love you, always walk you through, always give you the answers that you're looking for. His promises are always yes and then we say amen because we know that it can be trusted if you have a friend right now that you're trying to um encourage them through some kind of issue i know i have friends right now that are struggling in in their day-to-day -day life i would encourage you just to continue to point them not necessarily towards a good answer but towards christ because that's really the only thing that's going to help them in any way shape or form any answer that we can come up with is only going to be temporary. But Christ is permanent. His love for us never fails. It never gives up. It never wears out. And it's not contingent on anything other than the fact that he loves us. Not that we love him. I love you.